Neighbors Confessional. Welcome to Gamers Confession episode 312. It's me, Vimesy, with me tonight, the man mountain himself, Clarky. Hello. Uh, no pet tonight. Apparently he's having a Turkish or something, is that right? Where's he? He's got, he's been, he's been, what's he been, forced? No, we can't say forced, can we? Um, no. Cajoled? No. Um, he's been invited. Uh, dinner. For, for dinner. He's, he's, <coughs> his, his missus is... Um, Shunique was, uh, I don't know what you call it, socialising with the neighbours, keys in a bowl and it's, all that. It's one of his first social events that wasn't his choice. Which is weird, because like, they've been together for ages. I don't really understand this relationship. But there we go, I'm sure it's, it's he's, having, he's having a lovely time. I'm sure he's having a lovely time. Um, yeah. So he's missing out on our lovely intellectual conversation. Poor boy. <laughs> <laughs> how, how could he? To be fair, he was probably just going to talk more about the Vita. We've had enough of that. Hello, everybody. Um, so today is a lovely day to talk about games. Clarky, give me talking about lots of games, right? Oh, absolutely. Great. Tons. Tons. So what have, what, have, what have you been up to? We've been away for a couple of weeks. Have you been doing anything exciting? Um, anything new in the, in the Clarky household? Not particularly, no. Yeah. A bit of ironing left to do, like. Okay. Went shopping the other day. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Made a great kebab at weekend. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand why people say we've got no content when Pet's not on the show. I don't get that <laughs> at all. It's <laughs> a complete fallacy. Right, games. Yeah, yeah. I've played a couple of games. No, that's nice. Did you Did you watch the women's football? I didn't. Or did you just repeat that celebration thirty times in slow mo? What? Just me. Okay. So. Oh, were they very bouncy? Yeah, I was definitely bouncing. (laughs) Oh yeah, I bet you were. Um, Dog. I don't know what you're talking about. I appreciate sport. Um, Mm. Games. You've been playing. You've been playing the latest, greatest release. It says R- greatest release is. There's been yeah. more than one. Yeah, well, I, 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 uh, I got live alive, didn't I? Oh God, I'd forgotten that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Live alive or, or well, live, well, live a live, well, as, as we learned. <laughs> live alive. Live alive. So this is this is um, Japanese translators. It's another Octopath Traveler, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. It basically, looks like Oct. Did you know Octopath Traveler's got a, a mobile version? There's a there's, seriously, there's a free to play version of Octopath Traveler that looks very nice. I don't know what the there's, there's free to play versions of many many games. I, well, I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't. I don't. I've I've no. I think I've got. Two mobile games on my on my phone, and they're both for my son to keep him occupied when we're waiting at restaurants. I mean, that's basically what yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty much my. Uh... It's like Brio World, so you can build train tracks oh, and my. something else. I can't remember some flow game with lines. 
but yeah, I didn't I didn't know there was an Octopath Traveler mobile game. Um, I'll never play it, but I just thought it was an interesting thought, an interesting theory. So live alive. Yeah, this nothing is nothing a... to do with the squash like Kiora or anything, is it? No. Uh, cool. Yeah, I remember it was too orangey for crows, though. It was too orangey for crows. Yeah. No, I see your dog. I'll use some of that commercial. Live at Live is a remake of a SNES game that never got released in the West. Um, it was the guy who created Chrono Trigger, uh-huh. the beloved 16-bit RPG. How many people do you think actually ever played that game? Um, I get the feeling it's one of the. I did, oh, I never you, finished it. Do you remember that Chrono Trigger? Oh, it was an amazing. And you look at the like, if it, they had like online stats, it's probably like only three people played it or something. Like that. I, it, it was a good. I, I never got through it, but it was a good game. From my I mean, me, me and most JRPGs. Yeah, very picky when it comes to JRPGs, aren't you? Well, you know what? Until I met you, I didn't even play any. So you know, be grateful. Oh, be grateful you get me through the door, nah. mate. You, you still don't now. You just buy them, don't you? I finished a couple. You finished Final Fantasy Nine. I finished Final Fantasy Nine. I finished Dragon Quest Eleven. I finished. Oh God. Um, I finished Final Fantasy Seven Remake. All right, I'll give you that one. Come on, that's three. Uh huh. I mean. All right, how many, how many do you want? Wild, have you? You bought it six or seven times. Which one? Which one? Which one? Breath of the Wild. That's not a JRPG. It pretty much is. It's not. You can't say no. Balls off to you, oh. mate. No. It only counts as a JRPG if you've got four, three or four people standing on one side of the screen and the enemy standing on the other. That's old school combat. That's pet combat. You are that. not classing Breath of the Wild as a JRPG. Well, it was made in Japan, and it's it's an, old, a, it's, but... a, it's an ARPG, if anything. It's just an action game. It's just a third-person action game. Anyway, Live Alive. Oh, yeah, that thing. Well, this was... Um... A remake of a game. Wasn't it the guy who made Chrono Trigger do this? Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's been really remade in glorious 2D HD, I think is what 2D. they call it. Yeah, weird, weird. Um, two, two and a half D, isn't it? 2.5D or something, yeah, I call 2.5D. it. Yeah, 2.5D. Um, it's the... <laughs> nicest example of it I've seen thus far. It looks a lot prettier than Octopath Traveler or Triangle Strategy, both of which I've played. I can't say I noticed the difference, but okay. It's a lot more colourful, if you will. Are you sure that's not because you're playing this one on the OLED? No, no, it still looks better. Okay. In my honest opinion. That's fine. So That's what this all is... I ask for, Clarkie. Good. This is a little bit of a departure from your normal JRPG in that it is... I think is it seven, six or seven or eight? Eight, story. isn't it? It's eight stories. Yeah. Octo, yes. And you choose. No, I'm a not on about that. Path. No, but I'm, I'm glad it's different from the other one, Clarky. Oh, that's that's course. good. You know, yeah. a bit of a divergence from the, the one Octo path where you travel. <laughs> Go on. When when you start this game up, you can select any of these kind of individual stories, and they're all little adventures that take place at different points in history. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are we still talking about Path Traveler? Are we talking about no, no, we're talking about Live Alive. Oh, okay, it's it's hard to tell. Yeah, but do pray continue. Um, so you pick your story, and each one 
it's not like it's the same gameplay in every single one. It's kind of different every time around, which kind of differentiates it from your normal JRPG. It's got sometimes has the same combat in. A couple of them have little to no combat in them at all. And they're just kind of a self-contained story. Um, I obviously I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but um, there's something I'm not like you. <laughs> I know. There's something linking these stories together, which pays off later on in the game. It kind of all comes to a head, if you will. But uh, yeah, you, I mean, when I saw this on the direct many moons ago when they first announced it, I thought, oh, okay, this looks. But they're always very sneaky with RPGs because they don't quite. They look so family friendly and everything when they show them on the directs. But I mean, so far in this, I've got swearing. You know, it touches on some, you know, touches on subjects sort of like suicide, loss, and uh, even a sex. Is it rated? Well, uh, yeah, I think it's twelve. I mean. It's yeah, my, my daughter's twelve. More she, she knows some thing. choice words, so yeah, I'm sure. Fully voice acted, except for the prehistoric section where they're just all caveman and they oh, take oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Um, my favourite one was the distant future one, which had a very the little alien blokey on the spaceship. Yeah, the, the actual the entire section had a very alien vibe to it. Are you talking about Alien as in Sigourney Weaver Alien vibe to it? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was kind of like really creepy in places because you didn't know quite what was going on. Um, that was that was cool. Um, which other ones did I? Have you finished it, it then? Or have you just? Uh, no, no, no. I've got a couple more of the scenarios to do. Um, the Wild West one was good. I like that one. Um, that was actually that's actually the shortest one I've done so far. I think that was only about an hour long. You basically. You're this lone gunslinger who walks into town. You know, this is a town under siege from bandits. Um, the way that one plays out is you've got, I think, eight, eight, eight hours. So what you get is eight chimes of a clock bell, if you will, to indicate the passage of time. And what you've got to do is prepare this little town for all of these bandits arriving. And what you do is you can either run around all of the houses in the town collecting like oh look i found this i've found that all right you can use this to make a bomb or something or you can send the people who have all gathered in the sewer and i'll say right you trap you go and make a trap you go and make a trap and um, obviously each one takes a specific amount of time to set the trap so you've got to kind of all play it out so you get as much of this stuff done and it kind of affects how many how many people you have to fight at the end of the scenario when all the bandits come into town? So very good, very well voice acted. With with like, from what I can remember of Octopath Traveler, you had you started with the eight stories, but the eight stories were basically just your origin story that then leached into yeah. you going on a big proper mission with all of you, sort of trumpsing. Well, you know, your party of. Across it. So is this similar or is it just the scenarios? Because this doesn't no, sound very long. It's not a very long game. I think you can clear it in about 20 hours. So kind of the perfect JRPG as far as the Vimes is concerned. Exactly. I mean, the stories, I think in length, the longest one I've done was, I think it was about two and a, two and a half hours. Okay. This is, this is, this is, this does, does sound like a Vimesy game. It is. It's, it's very good. Like I say, it's very well voice acted. The 
the scenarios out, they do. You can kind of see after the first couple how they're going to start tying in. But it, mm. apart from that, it's kind of they're just a collection of different stories, if you will, set at yeah. different points in history. And uh, yeah, the re- it's, a, it's a shame this one never uh, got released in the West because I think it would have been a big hit. But as it stands, it turned out to be quite a unique little game being released in 2020. Yeah, I saw because it's like I saw the the little there was some hype about it whenever it was Nintendo did their direct about it, and then I watched some of the Treehouse stream they did of it, and I was quite intrigued just by. Um, the differences in the way they played so the fact so they, they showed a bit of the, the the gunslinger one and then they showed a bit of the psychic one yeah and you could kind of see the, just the differences in how they played out it wasn't like you now some jrpgs it doesn't matter what character you play they're basically the same thing yeah and that this felt very even just like the vibe of each level felt very different and I quite liked that. And I'm pleased to hear it's only like 20 hours because as, as we'll probably get on to later, that's the killer part of JRPGs with me. It's just the fucking length of them. No, they're nice. I mean, I've just, what the way I've done it is I've just played an entire scenario and moved on, but you can save your game at any time and jump into a different scenario. But I think that'd make it, yeah, it'd all get a little bit confusing. So do you... Do you... Do you then, so do you just do the scenarios, the scenario finishes, go to the next one, and that's, but there's no, is there a bit, I don't want you to spoil it, so just say nothing if, if this would spoil it, but do you kind of all come together at the end and go on a little mission, or is it just there's your scenarios kind of thing? Um, you have access to all but one of the scenarios. And oh, okay, so when the you finish one you them, don't, do you... Yeah, the one right. you don't have access to isn't even featured on the wheel for you at the beginning Ooh, of the game. Nice. And then this is this is like the final scenario. Unlock the final involves. level. Okay, I like that. Yeah, this is potentially where I think it'll involve everybody or you're kind of your main character from every other scenario in it. Cool. So, yeah. I do, I do like saying that. Live so that, that came out, what, a couple a week. of weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The week and then before. and then <laughs> this this is all the rankings of kind of like a Horizon Forbidden West coming out a week <laughs> before Elden. Elden Ring comes yeah. out. Uh, so Live Alive comes out a week before <laughs> a slightly larger, shinier JRPG comes out, um, which is your Xenoblade Chronicles Three. There are some heathens are calling it Xenoblade. Which I understand them. Um, so Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Do you want to talk about this one, or do you want me to rant first? I don't know which one. Um, you can rant first if you well, want. Well, I so, want to talk about it though as well. Of course you are. No, so I just wanted to kind of give because I started playing. I got quite caught up in the hype for Xenoblade Three coming out. And I watched a couple of videos. Like I know, right? I don't normally hype. succumb to the hype. But I really liked the launch trailers they did. They did quite a good marketing campaign based kind of on, on the stories of, of what was going on. And I quite liked the world and I quite liked the idea. And then I remembered that I've actually got Xenoblade Chronicles 2 untouched in my drawer. Thank you, Jamin. Um, and uh, so I booted that up and started playing that. And I really like it. And I'm about 20 hours in and um, 
I can't remember what I'm about. I'm a, I don't know. I'm probably you, you reckon I could probably clear it in another 20, 25 hours, but I this is from experience. I mean the second game is actually the one I played first as well. Yeah. Because obviously I I've never played Xenoblade Chronicles when it originally it wasn't came out. Released, was it? Was, Wii, any, was yeah. it on Wii U or something? Or DS? No, uh, it was on the Wii and then they released yeah, like it Wii and the DS on the new three DS. Mm. Um, I yeah, I started with the second one and I played it in kind of three big sessions. But this was three big sessions, I think, over the course of about two years. Oh, okay, right. Well, I that, liked that might it be why I, where I end up with it. Yeah, I really liked it while I was playing it, but there was nothing kind of oh god, I've got to get to the next bit. I've got to get. To- <laughs> This this is the bit where I'm struggling now. So I played about 20 hours of it. The thing I would say about it is I think it does a really poor job of onboarding you or even tutorializing the, the combat system. It does a really now, poor job on that. Point one. They fix this in number three. Well, no, I know I know they have because, you know... So if I remember rightly, when they onboard you on two, it's thrown down your throat in a very short space of time. And you're just it like, it kind of is, but it's like you get a pop-up in the middle of a fight or you'll meet a character and he'll sort of, you know, or they'll go off and you'll, you'll start a fight and it'll be like, I'm going to teach you how to do this specific thing. But there are some bits that just, it, I don't think it ever really teaches you. No. Or it's one of those things where it shows you once in the middle of a fight, and once you've clicked past it, you can't really see that again. I know there are lots of sub menus, but the thing is, with yeah, well, you can't. There see are it so many like, damn sub menus. Loads of menus, like oh, there, look, there's a reminder. Oh, yeah, I mean, the the way three does it is, it starts you off with a very small menu with you've got four options, and one of them's uh, the DLC button, right? Okay, if you will. Um, and it very, very gradually eases you in, so it will teach you something, and then that'll be it for about half an hour, forty-five minutes. And then it'll be like, "All right, it's time to show you something else." Yeah. I mean, Bill does it a couple of times where it's like you're in the middle of a battle, and it'll kind of pop something up, but it's not anything kind of major, if you will. It's not, "Oh my god, I'm I'm not going to be able to play the game if I can't do that." It's just very, it's much more gradually easing you in. I mean, I'm, I'm about 12 hours in now and I don't think it's actually shown me or I haven't got every ability that you can have in the game or I don't, I'm not even uh, sure I've got all of the menus. But I think, I think with with Xenoblade 2, I don't have a problem with the pacing. It does it does the same thing where it starts off and basically for the first five hours of the game, you're, you're effectively relying on auto attack all the time. But Which is, you know, for, so it kind of, it slowly, slowly wraps it. I mean, the middle of the I, first I, two hours I is really, cutscene, but there you go. I struggled with two a lot at the beginning because I never, I kind of just bought it on its, oh, everyone went on about this game. I didn't really look into it. And I, I like you, Clarky. I know. I, it really, really pissed me off because I didn't understand that. I mean, there's a point earlier in the game where you're essentially on your own and it's like, no, don't attack anything because it's just going to wipe you out. And I, yeah, I mean, you're crossing a field, you're only like level five yeah and it says oh you've got to go to point a and you think well i can see it you walk across the field there's a level 82 bloke who just stomps down wipes you out and you're like what that's that's not how this is supposed to work 
and I, I was getting real pissed off and then it was like all oh, right yeah you need other party members and uh you just need to run away <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i got like i say so i find the combat system really i i got the basics of it down in the sense if i understood um the you know the, the simplicity of you use the auto attacks to build up your 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 meters you know on your special attacks you use your special attacks um to build up your final kind of like your your special meter if you like and then you but the, the, it was the nuances of oh okay knowing that monster has this aspect which i can then counter with so if they're fire i'm water didn't even realize that was a kind of real thing and then didn't really understand the the group dynamic of the battle where you go into the bit where it's like you can you can use the whole team to you know to do their super special move or whatever no no so i had to it's one of those things where you have to go to youtube to look up a tutorial on xenoblade combat tutorial right and there's quite a lot of them and they've had quite a lot of views so i don't think i'm the only one out there (laughs) but the biggest problem i've got with it is um I kind of finished the first act. That's what it feels like. And I was quite engaged with the characters and I was quite engaged with what was going on. And, uh, you know, even the, even like the villains, I was like, oh yeah, this, you know, I quite like this. This is, this is getting new. I like it. And it's just got to this bit where this, this, this big things happened where there's been this big reveal and then the pacing's just kind of dropped off. Yeah. And I'm like, I've no. got no interest. I'm quite happy with that little story, actually. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> I don't know that I need to carry on with this. The thing is, there wasn't much of that in one. It was, I mean, it had its parts where it meandered on a bit, but it was kind of, it was pretty streamlined or it was huge and expansive if you wanted it to be. Two, I, I just found it, after I'd played it, and then obviously I played the original, the definitive edition of that, I kind of figured, yeah, two, two does like, it does kind of really meander on in places, and it, it it didn't seem to have the urgency in the story that one and now three seem to have. Yeah, and it, it just seems to have come to a point where I'm I was playing it through, and I was kind of just doing it to go through the motions, and I found myself kind of like just trying to mainline it, and I was just like, I don't really need to do this. I've kind of like there's. I can kind of sort of see where the story is. And, and, and as far the story isn't yet, isn't wonderful. Cause it's like, I've got to get to the top of a tree. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I picked up from Zenit. There's, there's other stuff in there. There's like the mystery of the, the blades. And there's the mystery of who the, who the, the, you know, Jim is and who, who all that kind of stuff. Um, and what's happening with your blades and Pyra and, you know, and so forth. Um, there's an awful lot of guff. There's an awful lot of kind, which I understand lots of people are going to really, really like. You know, collecting mm-hmm. the blades, doing the side. They've even got that thing that they've got in um, Monster Hunter, where you can go and send your cats off to go and you know do missions. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, and, I remember and level up and do all this. I, I kind, I kind of found with the blades, or you had to like be really lucky to get one that wasn't just like the generic kind yeah, of raw yeah, yeah, blade. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the point, but they never really explain to you. Or if it did, I completely missed it. How to kind of there's a bit where you kind of you, you collect these core crystals and those core crystals allow you to create, you know, you open the almost like a, a loot box where you open the core crystal and it gives you this yeah. blade. But you can assign things like they they kind of have these elements that you can attach to them. I, I can't remember what they, they they are now. 
but it's like justice or something like that. But you like, what does this do? If I if I if I assign four justice points to this thing, is that going to get yeah, it was, special or is it just going to be? I don't know what this it does. Was, it was a mechanic with two that involves the blades that ended up really, really pissing me off at one point because I got to about, well, what I realised now was probably about eight to ten hours from the end of the game and I just hit an absolute brick wall because there's this bit where you have to kind of head upwards, if you will, uh-huh. and you know, you'll probably know from the point you're at when you when you're going through the environment, there's certain things you can interact with, but they're reliant on you having blade one and blade two, having a certain level of this particular ability yep. to be able to do it. Yeah. And there was this one bit, it's the only way up. And I didn't even have the skill needed to get up. And I was like, I'd not really paid any attention to those skills in the game. So I was having to consult guys and everything. I had to do a lot of backtracking mm. just to get this skill so that I could go up about 20 feet and carry on with the game. Uh, yeah, it's just... Yeah. And that, I think there's that element of... It feels like there's a nice streamlined story there surrounded by a lot of bloat. But I also understand that there are people out there who really appreciate that bloat and really enjoy that collectathon yeah. and that kind of, you know, all that stuff. Even, even you know, the level of sub-menus you've got going on in here. You know, each individual blade has their own relationship graph thing they have their you know there's all these affinities there's all this sort of stuff and you can go for you know you can easily spend as much time in the menus as you can playing the damn game yeah i mean there was nothing i liked better in xenoblade chronicles 2 than getting up really high in a particular area and then dropping oh no no and then and then landing in the cloud sea, which yeah. doesn't kill you, so you have to go all the way back up again. I've done that, and I've, I was so I was desperately trying to aim towards a tree root or a cliff face or anything just to kill me, just to yeah. like, oh mate, no, it was horrible. It, yeah, I mean, there, there are obviously some things, but it looks lovely. The characters are as usual, yeah, fairly generic, but they're 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 amiable. Um, yeah. There's an awful lot of breastage going on in this game. There's an awful lot of, we're not even going to shy away from this. We're just going to focus the camera on this woman's tits for a good five seconds for no real reason. Um, you know. Fan service rhymes if fan service. Well, okay. Um, but yeah, so I can kind of, I yeah. Like I say, I've got to this point where I'm about 20 hours in and I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm okay with this now. I've got to this little bit where it's it's just muted down. I'm in this new area. The second part of the story hasn't quite ramped up and caught me yet. I think I'm just going to leave this one. And so I've then gone and bought Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and popped that in, but I haven't played it yet. So, you know, that's 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 in. Oh. I've actually put it in the in the thing today, Kalaki. So it's in there. Good, because yeah, I've... I started this off and it like it hooked me within a couple of hours and then a couple of hours later I was kind of thinking I'm really torn between what could be my game of the year this year is it Elden Ring or is it this? Okay, that's that's fair because they, they really have kind of addressed a lot of the problems with it. I mean, one thing is side quests in the previous two games were very very just fetching yeah. carry affairs in this one 
uh, it's got some of those in there, but it also has kind of a new thing with the side quest. So if you're in like a, this is really difficult talking without potentially giving spoilers. If I'm in a town, for example, we'll call uh-huh. it a town. Um, when you're walking around, you'll see certain people with like an exclamation mark above the head. Um, so this is a new mechanic. I've not heard of yeah, this one you before. You don't interact with them or anything. You just walk up and walk near them. They'll say a few lines of dialogue, like they'll be on about something. Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? We saw this thing over here. And your character will remember that. And then you walk around, you'll see... Please, please, else. please tell me, does it say your character will remember that? No, no, it doesn't. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, and you'll go, oh, there's someone else there with one there. All right, yeah, that person's got one as well. And what you can then do is, if you go to, like, the canteen in the area, or the common area, if you will, um, your party will sit down. And you can discuss all of the things you just heard. All right. So I thought, all right, well, I'll give one of these a go. Um, and it kept, right, go to, I think we should check out so-and-so's place because these people here said that they might be trouble. I thought, all right, this is just going to be go over here, fight this, come back. Mm-hmm. Um, it turned out to be a two-hour-long, fully voice-acted mission with cutscenes in it and everything. I'm like, I could have just missed that. And it was actually really, really good. It, it had in it one of the best scenes I've seen up to now in the game. And I was like, all right. So, yeah, side missions, definitely worth doing in this. That's good because the ones in Xenoblade, the ones I did, like you say, just weren't in any way memorable. Yeah. And it just it, battle, battle combat wise, it's the same general sort of affair, but like in two where you had your drivers and your blades there's none of that the original one you had so there's no blades in it um don't spoil it but okay don't worry about that <laughs> yeah I, I get the feeling you're, Drive, you're tiptoeing around stuff so it's like okay yeah, drivers and blades aren't the thing in this game right. um the original game had slightly different combat to this as well because you'd have your three members of your party and this used to really piss me off because it goes on for about literally half the game. In the original one, all three of you can attack the wildlife or if the wildlife attacks you, that's fine. You can all fight back. But the game's enemies, the main enemies, the Mekong, only Shulk can actually damage them. Yeah, well, he's the only one with the special weapon. Yeah, the other two. is big they... red weapon. Yeah, exactly. The other ones, when they hit him, just cause one damage unless... You use this special charged ability of Schultz, which temporarily enables the rest of the team to cause them damage, and that used to right. be, that kind of frustrated me. And it, it it goes on for far too long into the game. I thought eventually it kind of evens it out. This one, there's seven of you mm. in a battle at once, and six that's a, of that's a lot. It is six of them are directly people you can interface with the seventh is always whatever guest you happen to be with for that part of the okay, game yeah you can't like control. a little npc type person who's with yeah you. kind of like that yeah your guide they have their special thing again not blades it's something else in this okay, game yeah. well, uh, but this is something that's gradually introduced to you as well so yeah it, the combat's a lot better. 
I think it's a lot of it. It's the same, but it's it better. Still it still looks to explain to you as well. Because I haven't watched much. Because I because I watched the like I said I watched the um the the kind of the the, the trailers, which I thought did a really wonderful job of, of showing. Well, obviously, because I bought the bloody game. Although that's not really a recommendation. Um, but it still looks incredibly busy on the screen. I mean, Xenoblade Two gets like stupidly with things popping off, and are you going to press this button? And this counter's going up, and that dial's going round, and that's flashing at you, and it's press B here, and it's do this, and you're like, it is. But you kind of eventually really busy. what you need to be looking at, and what you don't really need to look at. Mm. I mean, you you know, if you've got someone who's got an attack that can cause break on someone, you know, you know that you can immediately follow up with a topple attack which will knock them on do, their do, arm. Do you Yeah, the first game didn't well say the first game. Celebrate two did not do a great job of explaining that. But anyway. Do you find yourself do you find yourself swapping between the characters or do you just stick with your main? I stick with the main and use the commands. Oh, okay, so you got commands in this one. Yeah, you know, like into all of your attacks are basically key to X, Y, A, B, aren't they? You, you go near the enemy and you press like A or... Yeah, 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 yeah. You run around and everything. So, so you auto-attack until you get your... Yeah, well, obviously, oh, if like one that. of your attacks says it's a side attack, obviously, you need to manoeuvre your character yeah. onto the, yeah. the enemy yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Um, it still works the same as that. There's another one on the left. One of them does your... Special not blades thing, if you will. Um, yeah. The one as you, the other options that appear there are, you can press your shoulder button. It'll switch over to the command menu, so it can be like you know, concentrating your attack on what who I'm attacking. Yeah. Attack whoever you want. You can change yeah. the style of attacks you want, but it's all done literally in the press of a couple of buttons. Right. Um. After that, some. In this, everybody can learn everybody else's class. The game encourages oh. it to the point that the first time it shows you this, it locks you into it for a, uh, for a short period of time. But it it kind of wants you to do this as well, because when you le- reach max level with your character's initial weapons or whatever they're using... Every time you go into the menu, a, a pop-up appears saying, you know... Switch out, max, use this. Yeah, but you're at max level on this. Switch out and do something else. Why? Uh, I don't really know. I, don't I mean, is it just the thing that it's like, okay, so put it into a into a into something I can kind of I understand think, in the sense of like, you know, let's, actually, go with, let's go with tank, healer, DPS, right? So, yeah, you've got your basic classes. You've got your attack, you've got your defense, you've got your... Your tanky person, yeah. and you've got healers. Yeah. Um, when you meet people who temporarily join your party, yes. each one of those people have what's called a hero quest. Uh-huh. Uh, if you complete that quest, it's usually melded pretty well into the actual storyline. Sure. Um, when it's time for that character to leave, they'll you will have, or at least one member of your party will have the ability to learn their skills, which are usually a variation on your four basic ones. So like one of the first people you meet is an attacker, but they're very fast. Their attacks hit really, really hard. Lower health than your normal attacker. Glass cannon, yeah. Yeah. So 
you meet people like that and they give you different abilities, like different types of healing and stuff as you go on. So it, it, it's, it kind of encourages you to do it that way. I mean, but, but I, I get, but I mean, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, for example, if I'm playing like a DPS, I can understand maybe, you know, you want to switch to the more glass cannon kind of roguey character that goes in, does one or two crits and then, but if he gets hit, he gets hit real hard. Right. Or you might want to play as a, a standard, you know, I'm going to stand there and, and, you know, just, just normal attack, if you like, or tanking or whatever. But what I don't want to be then is forced to be, or oh, you're going to be a healer who's going to stand at the back and just heal parts of your party members. No, because this job for the next two hours. It's got attack healers in it. I mean, one of the problems I had with the other two games is it felt like pot lookers to whether you were going to get healed by the rest of your party half the time. Yeah, this time the party it's a AI lot. wasn't great. Yeah, this time it's a lot. It's a lot more supportive in respect. I struggled on normal mode on the previous two games. This one, I kind of, I was like, good for. Yeah, I was going to like right. I'll start this one in normal because I know I can switch it out, and it actually normals just hits the spot. The healings spot on um the characters like you heal a character will much more often drop like a an area of effect heal on the floor so you just go and stand in that for a moment yeah. to heal yourself up it, it's a lot lot better that way even as i was on about with the controls mm -hmm. as you max out these different classes some of the abilities that that other class have become available to you when you switch classes so if you're if you were, you know, a person with the hammer and you change back to the sword, yeah, you'll a few of the attacks that you can choose in your menu will remain on the left hand side. And what you can do is you can briefly like bring those weapons to bear and use those attacks, or you can fuse them yeah. with your character standards attacks. So, you know, it might give you a sword like a lightning effect on it or something like that for mm -hmm. extra damage. But I, I'm just finding it a lot easier to kind of get with the combat. I'm quite, I'm quite excited to get to. I think my issue with JRPGs has always been I find they just completely outstay their welcome. And sometimes the stories they tell, it, it's, they're not bloated. They're not necessarily padded, but they do feel like they've stretched them to try and hit that magic 80 to 100 hour mark or whatever they can put that on the box you know 100 yeah. hours worth of whatever the, and i don't fucking is, want that yeah i heard this about the first two games but they yeah sure they're 100 hour games but you can mainline them in 40 hours yeah but when it's 40 hours of so for example this is a trope i find happens quite a lot in jrpgs and it just winds me up a little bit. So you'll have the bit where you are going from A to B and you're just about to get to your goal and somebody will jump in from the sky, land in front of you and go ambush. And you go, oh, I am so shocked. And then something will go hideously wrong. They'll steal one of your party members or one of your people you've just met who's probably a father figure to you now is yeah, a massive time and then you have to go on oh then you get you, you go through that travesty and then you get into the the cave or the dwelling or the the ship or the whatever it was you you've got to and you go, yes I've, oh no hang on this is just now i've got to go over to the other 
side of the world and i'm just going to that final resting place and oh someone's dropped in from the sky and it's an ambush and it's just they just they do it all and i know it's not just a thing that jrpgs do because you get it a lot in games like uncharted as well but it's like it, it feels so much worse in in jrpgs because it's so dramatic like oh i couldn't see this coming and and it just seems to happen a lot um and it just feels like that's just another way of let's goodness you know the story is i need to go from a to b because that's that's my goal then you get to be in the goal oh, no actually it's c and then you go to c it's like d and then it's e and then it's f and then it's g and then it, it is you know what i mean they just run you around the houses and it feels like sometimes they're doing that just because they want to they're not really giving you much new they're just yeah i get you i mean this can it seems you can very much stay on the main quest line if you want to mm. um but the side, like I say, from the side quest I've been doing, this, you this enjoy is, it. That's great. No, no, this is it. This is. I'm not like, I'm not getting Xenoblade Two enjoyment out of this, which was I enjoyed it, but I mainlined it. I'm getting Witcher Three enjoyment out of yeah, this. Yeah, I was going to say because I'm getting the thing that's striking to mind is like when, when I first played World of Warcraft, back a few years, oh, um, and. You know, it took me fucking when World of Warcraft first came out, and you only could get to level forty, and it was like it took me ages to get to level forty. But my alt, my next character, you get to level forty in you know ten hours or something. Probably wasn't that, but you know what I mean. It's like you can just go through it because you know, yeah, the, the you know the golden path or whatever it is. So I, I understand that, and I think the thing about Xenoblade Two is it just there was nothing enticing about doing the side quests, so I just didn't yeah. do them. Um, which is which is which is fine. Whereas doing something like I was going to say Final Fantasy VII remake, which is slightly different, I didn't mind doing the limited side quests. They did. They didn't for a start. They didn't do very many. No, there was only like I think I'm, I'm talking about my here, but probably about twenty or something like that. But they all seem to have a relatively interesting story to it or lent something you get like a character bonus at the end of it which wasn't necessarily here's loads of xp or here's a special thing it was yeah, more like, no, here's when, a little cutscene that explained this character a bit yeah. better or something like when that. i said it still has you fetch this item sort of question it has those in it but what you get are collectopedia cards so if somebody gives you a if you get a mission that involves you going to collect, you know, you have to collect all X amount, mm. you've given a Collectopedia card which stays in your quest inventory. And as you naturally progress through the games, you're going to pick up a lot of crap anyway, yep. as, as per any JRPG, ARPG mm. or whatever else. 99% of it you will never use or have a clue what it does. But if you periodically go and, uh, go and check your Collectopedia card, It'll have a little tick next to the box if you've got it in your inventory. It's Pokemon yeah. Snap, isn't it, basically? Mm. So if you fill a Collectopedia card up with all the required items, you can just click a button in the menu, it caches it in, and that's that quest done. That's that Collectopedia card done. That's your side quest, your that's fetch better. and carry side quest. They don't actually involve you having to go anywhere unless you want to specifically look for some rare items. Mm. So the side missions are... They seem a lot less frequent than they are, and you 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 actively go looking for those anyway. Like I said, listening to these exclamation marks, um, they're compelling to do. They they they're interesting side quests. 
they're worth doing because you're pretty much guaranteed you'll meet character X or join you for a short while. Um, you'll do their kind of storyline and you'll get their class. You'll be rewarded with their class at the end of it, which means that character X and Y are then, you know, given the opportunity that they can then learn their class. So they're worth it. And like I say, you get a good story out of it as well. Yeah. No, I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to kind of booting up and playing through it. Yeah. I, I, hope, I, just... I hope it holds my attention better than Sandler Bay 2. I just got to the point where it was like, one of the characters is really fucking annoying. The one with the the little teddy bear thing with the ears. Who's got the fake sex doll thing? Oh, the knock on. Yeah, knock on. Yeah, they're, they're your chocolate balls, mate. There's a knock on oh, in every game. I know, but bloody hell, this one was annoying. Um, um, you'll, you'll, you'll probably actually like your knock on in this game, or uh, the two knock ons that you have in your party. Oh, um, get more. <laughs> they're actually. He doesn't when he he doesn't speak for uh, quite a while uh, until a couple of hours in the game, and when they when you hear him, it's like, yeah, that voice doesn't fit with that sort of stature, if you will. He's got a very sort of brash, heroic voice. Lovely. And it's like, no, that that kind of doesn't fit with that. But yeah, it, it it's funny. They're they're a lot less <clears throat> annoying than they were in the other games. Right. But they, I mean, they are in both of the previous ones. You, they're just not in this game. They're not part of your main party if they will they're like support characters they're always with you but they don't join you in battle there's no option to have them in battle i mean i might i might go at some point i might well go back to zenvay 2 and do the next act and then stop and then do the next act and then stop because it feels like very with regards to the whole story and everything it gripped me from the beginning because it kind of it starts off very compelling. You've got these two nations fighting each other. Yeah. You know, you've got these. Well, that's two... the thing that got me with the story. You know, that that's that's the, that. I remember we spoke about this before. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like that's that's the thing that pulled me in on on the train. Yeah, it wasn't the gameplay; it was the story and the, and the you know the the, the characterization. Why are, these, why are these groups fighting each other? Like, why do they only live for X amount of years? You've got all of these like. Yeah, because it's like uh, what was that uh, Logan's Run thing, isn't it? Where yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, I'm, it, I'm looking forward it, to that. It actually it kind of pans out a little bit like that film in some respects as well. You know, you meet people. Oh, like... I'm, I, you know, I'm getting that. I'm very much getting that vibe. But Xenoblade Two is very much like, okay, I've got to get to a tree. I'm really not quite sure why I've got to get to the top of this tree, but I've got to get there, and that's it. That's it's when you when you ask me about the main, I can give you little nuances stuff around, you know who the characters are on their stories, but as far as the great overriding, here's your, you know, your driving force, it's I've got to get to the top of a tree. It, it explains it great. I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure it does. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure it does. And it'll have Obviously, some... anyone who's played the previous two, there's the added intrigue of what's going on in that respect. Because you you've seen... You've seen some of the characters in this game and the, the races that they are probably familiar to see, to your players yeah. play too. Yeah. Now, this was something I, I kind of... I didn't actually spot until about an hour in, but I'm like, oh, yeah. You're starting three members are all races from the originals in a Blade game. And when you come across, because obviously you the join... because the world... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other three are... Race, uh, races all from the second game. Yeah. But 
if you've played the first and second games, you're like, how has this come to pass? This shouldn't be how things are. Right. But it, you're kind of playing this through, and it's like, well, yeah, but this is set like hundreds of years later or whatever, and you're kind of thinking, well, these people only live for X amount of time, so maybe they don't know because they don't have a long enough lifespan to even mm. understand what's going on. And it's that kind of thing I'm really interested in. It is kind of dropping hints that, yeah, it is going to explain But what's my happening. understanding is you don't have to have played either of the first two to get this. It's a bit like Final Fantasy in that regard, isn't it? There are there, obviously there are yeah I there are know. themes that go through it and stuff, but you're not there is you might miss an overriding theme. They are linked with each other tenuously. That's why <laughs> you can play you can play two and one in either order, and you'll still be yeah. you'll still have the same conclusion at the end. If you will, it's like a right. two pieces yep. of string tied with a knot at the top. Okay, and it, I, I'm just kind of like intrigued to whether all that's going to pan out. Because like, don't oh. tell me I've got to finish two now. No, no. Oh. Um, there was always a question of are there going to be characters from the other games in? I believe there are. Ooh. Um, I know for a fact they are because about six months before the game was announced, one of the voice actors from the original game kind of oh, dropped that they okay. recorded lines, but. That I know could be that, anything. That, that could be a flashback, a vision, a cutscene. No, no, it, it it's set in the distant future-ish, so okay. it kind of made sense. The person who accidentally revealed they were in the game, their character makes sense from the first game because it's like, okay, yeah, they. Could it's the rock, the... isn't it? It's Dwayne what? Bloody Johnson, isn't it? No, no, it, it's just that they're going to do his eyebrow thing. It's not going to be a case of where, oh, look, look, it's the entire cast of the original two games are here to save you. It's more a case of, all right, it's hundreds of years later. So, yeah, that character from the original games party, yeah, they are from a race of very long-lived people. They plausibly could still be around. And then you've got Member X from the second party. You were doing so well at the not spoiling stuff thing. No, I appreciate. I appreciate your attempts. Yeah, this this is just my thought <laughs> though. It's like you've got, it's like if it's if it's going to be reusing characters, it's reusing characters who could plausibly still be around in the future, who have like an extended lifespan. I'll, I'll let you off then. All right. Okay. Well, I like I said, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump into it probably tonight. Maybe depending on what time we finish this. And I've got uh, to wait. How long's the first cutscene, Clarky? What two hours? Yeah, about six hours, thirty-six. Oh. No, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> about your playtime then? <laughs> about an hour. About an hour and a half will get you through the opening bit of the game. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> what is it with JRPGs? Oh my god! It's like my missus just sat down. They've been watching Stranger Things, and it's like they've got to the end of series four, and it's like the last two episodes of series four. One's one oh, hour and a half, about... and the next one's two and a half hours long. And I'm like, what the? Hour, <laughs> Which part of yeah. episode don't you understand? It's not I know. I mean, film. That, that thing was what seven or eight episodes long, and they could have easily stretched that into yeah, like a sixteen easy. Yeah, sixteen forty-five like, minutes. Whatever happened to the four? And I think Firefly couldn't get more than thirty. You know, <laughs> yeah, me on that one, one. One other thing I will touch on in this game is, mm. and something they have nailed because I thought it was really lackluster in the two games. Games is the music. Um, yeah, very good vibes. Yeah, you're doing the chesty thing. Yeah, there's a bit of that in it as well. Um, 
the music is absolutely spectacular. It it's the sort of thing you expect to see from a I think I've got a real blind spot to music in games. No, this you'll you'll notice. No, no, no. I mean I seriously because like I think, you know, I can remember main themes of some like Uncharted's theme I recognise, right? Because God almighty do they ever play that. But like people always talk about oh the battle theme in this and I'm just like ah, I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't place it much i couldn't really tell you but you know i think i've got a real blind spot to the importance of music in, in games <laughs> i mean it's still got its overworld themes you know where you've got a little tune playing in the background and but the incidental music is really good and the kind of the main boss music is absolutely spectacular because the first big boss you come across it was like it was one of those tracks where one of those like choruses start screaming out in Latin, and uh, you're like, "My maybe God, this I is... better, maybe I should start playing these things with headphones in or something." Because oh, yeah. definitely, I've been playing the handheld and with the headphones on. Uh, I've even been I've even been listening to it with the headphones on when I've been uh, playing it on the TV as well. Mm. Um, the music is excellent, and I, I mean that track for just the first boss was like this is this is a track that would be the final boss track in any other game right. and the fact that it kind of it cut it starts to cut in a few seconds before the battle begins so they're kind of finishing off what they're saying and it's like oh yeah they've, they, you know they've really gone to town on this one music wise and it it definitely shows and it, it it adds to the game as well um it's got all its usual unfortunately the the random speech, you know. Where oh no, not the, not the. Oh Jesus, the, the little snippets of. Oh, what was it? it? They they did it alone in Xenoblade Two. I was watching. <laughs> was, you you went into a ship, and one of them would say something like, "You're not going to kill me. You're not going to kill me. You're not going to kill." And he just kept saying it all the time. I I, I strongly suspect by the end of the month, I will own a T-shirt that says, "Do you hear that, Noah?" Lands wants something a little meatier. Oh god, oh god! But no, they have. They've Isn't there a game. menu option that you can like turn down the frequency of that shit or something? I might actually look at that. I think you probably <laughs> should. I, I, it's the kind of thing that I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they buried in a menu somewhere. No, I am. Um, I'm really enjoying this, and I have to say, first one, excellent. Uh-huh. Second one. Okay, diddling. All right. The third one, they've absolutely okay. nailed it. I think the um, the first story in the third, well, the first game and the third game, their stories are a lot more kind of. It's not grown getting to up the top and of the tree. Gro- yeah, they're a bit more grown up. They're they're a lot more gritty than the story in the second one was. Maybe the story in the second. I mean, I I I know. I mean, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm, I'm go with it. I know that the story is going to ramp up and there's going to be more to it. But yeah, I've played it for 50, no, it's about twenty hours now. I can't remember. I actually played to eighteen or twenty hours. And like I said, all all I know is, uh, um, and, and you know, like you said earlier, you can play The Witcher Three, and it's like I need to find Siri. That's your yeah. only. But that felt like. An attainable. I've got. I understand why I've got to get to her. I understand the urgency of getting to her. I understand what it means to me to get to her. Why it's important. 
And then two, it's like, I've got to get to a tree. No idea why. Not quite sure why it's important. But there's a tree there. It, okay. And that, I'm sure, I'm sure, like I say, like I said, yeah. later on, I'm sure two I get to it. Two became good the closer to the end because it obviously oh, explains why you're going up the tree. And then obviously... As For you're anybody going... who's listening to this who doesn't know the tree yeah, we're exactly, talking about, probably. we're not talking about like, you know... Your standard oak tree. This is this is like a world tree. This is a tree yeah. that's like hundreds of thousands of feet high that towers across the you know the, the the planet. Okay, this is not just like a an oak tree down the bottom. You pull yeah, the park as, as, as you're climbing up the tree, which very quickly becomes obvious. It's not quite a tree on the inside, if you will. Okay, um, it's it's kind of explaining things more and more. And as you're climbing it, you're seeing how it links in with the first game, if you will. Okay. But it takes a long time to get there. But Yeah. It's just just the slog getting there. Yeah. I don't need that. Okay. Uh, Three is just keeping me hooked as I'm going along. I know I'm not heading to some great, like, thing that I'm supposed to do. I just know that I need to go to this place to find out what the hell's going on, if you will. Yep. And that I'm going to get to this place and everything is going to ex- be explained to me. Yeah, I can live with that. That sounds fun to me. But yeah, it, this is literally my second best game I've played this year so, so far. Yeah. Definitely the best JRPG i played this year. It's just so, yeah, well done to Monol. If you've listened to the fans from the first two games and you have nailed it on the third try, well done. You say the first two games, but there's well, like... there's. The first two games in this, I, I think... I'm this, not even going to get into it, Clarky, because I'm yeah, fully these, aware these, you've got yeah, Torn a DLC. Three games, one, two, and three. Just think of them as making up a trilogy. X is just some silly side thing. And then, obviously, you've got all of the oh. other things that have Zeno at the start of them that have nothing to do with let's it. Talk about this. No, let's not talk about this. Okay, cool. Well, all right. Well, that sounds like I'm switch-bound for the next 100 hours or something. I've not really been playing much else, I have to say. I... I I'd playing. like to say maybe I'll like give it a rest this weekend and let you catch up, but it's just like no, nah, that ain't. Point. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> hey, the, the chance that to be fair, when I started playing Xenoblade Two, I probably mainlined ten hours of that in a weekend, maybe three days, which for me is some fucking good going. Yeah, I mean, I mean if you just want to bag them both off. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. Yeah. What I'm saying is at that point, that first ten hours, I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. I get this. I'm going, you know, the, the, that first part really, you know, did it. And then I got to this bit where uh, it kind of ramped up, got to this duh, 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 climax, blah, 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 big swords, flaming things everywhere, big battle, yeah, sacrifice, disaster, and we're moving on. And then it was like, into this slump. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. But no, <laughs> it, it, if you decided you didn't, didn't want to carry on with it, if you look for one of the, Expo videos on YouTube. A good ones are usually about half an hour long, yeah, and then that brings you up to speed with everything. You know. I'm I'm quite happy just to dive into three and see see what happens with that and see how 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 far it I get does have. I have spotted this. I usually spot this in in a game. Annoying Mummy? anime trope. Oh. You know when you you'll you'll probably hit me for telling you this because you're just going to notice it in every, every game you ever now. play from now on. <laughs> You'll yeah. get a cut. You'll get a fight. You'll get like a boss fight, or you'll fight. Oh, hang on, yeah, because this might be the same thing I'm thinking. But go on. Yeah, you, you, so you have a boss fight or a big fight. Yeah, 
you defeat the boss. Yeah. That occasionally ends up with them dying. But mm-hmm. more often than not, mm-hmm. it transitions into a cutscene. And yep. the very first shot of that cutscene will be whoever you fought or your character sliding back about 20 meters holding the sword like that. And they could do you. And it's like, you just that, notice it all the time. <laughs> that, that wasn't what I was going for. So the thing that really, really annoyed me in this, and it became quite noticeable, there are a few kind of minor boss fights you have through the first 20 hours of Xenoblade 2. And the thing I really didn't like about it was I'd have this. So, for example, there's a um, two, two female. There's a there's a there's a, a, a kind of um, the empress the emperor's sister. I can't remember her name. She's hot, and her blade is also oh hot. Morag. And you have a couple of fights. The with one her. with the flamey. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you have a you have a fight with them. And you beat, you know, when I was playing it and I'm playing the actual game, you beat the shit out of them. They're fucked, right? And you do this a couple of times throughout the game when you play these sort of like mini boss fights. And then you beat them. And they says, oh, you know, well done, you've beaten them. And then the cutscene is them standing there going, ha ha, we were about to kill you and now we're going to leave. And you're like, no, hang on, I just kicked your ass. <laughs> Yet the cutscene is completely the opposite, saying how like somehow they had you. And I'm like, no, you, you were literally flat on your back. What's going on? And I just found that really, what's the word? Great, not great, but you know, it's just like countering. It just wasn't, it didn't tie up with the gameplay at all. I kicked your ass and then suddenly the cutscene is telling me that somehow they they were fine with that. They survived and actually they were winning all the time. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no, this this one, it tends to be a lot more diff- uh, defined ends to battle because the bad guys in this really are fucking arseholes and they don't deserve to survive past the fights that they're in. That's fair enough. No, so I've not been playing anything else really. I've been playing, actually, no, that's that's a lie. Um, While I wait for my Steam Deck to be shipped. Um, I've been playing, um, I'm not going to talk about it very much because I don't need to, but on Game Pass there's Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire, which is like a a CRPG, combat RPG, isometric top-down, Boulder's Gate type thing. Um, that I've been playing and really, really enjoying. It's on Game Pass. I'm playing it on the PC because, I mean, you would, right, if you had the chance. Uh, but it is on PC. It is on the the, um, the console as well, though. I dread to think how you would play that on that on 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 that thing. But it's a lovely little game. Um, but I was just noticing because we were talking about this in in our WhatsApp that I haven't. I had a look earlier. I haven't turned the PlayStation on. I think the last game I played on it was Kina. Jesus. Which was quite a long time ago. And I am seriously considering selling the PlayStation 5. I hope you unplug it when you're not using it, because those things draw a lot of power in. Yeah, but that's that's my heating for the winter, mate. That's the only reason I'm thinking of keeping it, is just to keep the house warm. Um, but yeah, it's. and I was thinking about this, and I was like, well, okay. If I held on to it, what for? And I can't think of a PS5 exclusive that I want to play. Now, I'm not saying this is an Xbox fanboy, PlayStation fanboy. No, no. I'm really, I, really not. No, I, I, I totally get it. I mean, my thought of this generation thus far is, with the exception of Elden Ring, I could have happily have not bothered picking either of them up, and I'd be absolutely fine now waiting still. See, I love I love 
my my Xbox, especially the you know I've got the S in here and I've got the X in there, but that's mainly for the kids. Me and the kids play a lot of stuff, and that's where Game Pass comes into its own. I think. Yeah, kids, absolutely. So my my kids been playing. So me and my kid play Minecraft, um, and we play Minecraft Dungeons quite a lot. And the DLC for that's like two quid or something. I think I bought all the DLC, which is like eight six packs or something for about 15 quid as that was his reward for doing really well at school he's like eight you know well seven but what does he know um <laughs> uh, you know and we, we, so but he's he's ducked into things like stardew valley he's ducked into things like forager um my, my little girl she's she's playing things like donut county because she saw dan tdm playing it so she's playing she's playing the bloody pepper pig game earlier because she thought it was funny this, this is why it like you say it comes into its own because in any other way without game pass these are all games you're racking off that you might have spent 15 or 20 quid on and, and then, you are yeah and you'll never and then play it only for play two hours. An hour and put it down yeah exactly she played through unpacking on the pc that's like a two-hour game you know um she really enjoyed that didn't understand it at all because unpacking is have you heard of unpacking i've heard of it yeah yeah so it's literally a game where you you go to you have a, a a picture of a bedroom, whatever, and you have some cardboard boxes and you unpack. But it's basically the story of somebody's life. And you you start off in a, a child's bedroom, then you go to a university dorm, then you go to a house, then you go to something else, and you go to something else, then something else, something else. And the story you're telling the story of somebody's life by the things that they've got in their home and stuff like that, and how you arrange it. It's quite nice. She didn't understand any of that nuance, none of it until I pointed it out to her somewhere near the end of the game. But she just liked unpacking the things out of the boxes and lining them up neatly on shelves. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck it up. But seriously, so I think you're possibly right. The, the, the Switch is by far probably the console I've spent most of my time on. It is, I, I know Pet disagrees with me on this, but it, it has by far had the best lineup of first party releases this year as well. I, I I couldn't tell you what they are, but I just know that I spent more, probably more time on that. And I'm just thinking, you know, with the PlayStation, okay, so I was looking at um, exclusives earlier. The only ones I can think of are um, God of War 2. I wasn't that enamoured with the first God of War. I thought no, it was an okay this, game. But this it was a thing. I, I enjoyed God of War 1, but didn't enjoy it to the point where I'm like, I've been chopping I would never it replay it. Horizon, I never got on with that. that I enjoyed did, that. No, that's fine. But I, no, it, I could it miss totally, it. it. Yeah, it just totally didn't appeal to me. That wasn't a game that was going to get me to buy a console. No, no. But I, 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 I like things like things like that. Things like Horizon, things like Uncharted. I like those sort of third-person action games. Horizon, a little bit long, but otherwise, you know, fine. Um, but so. The only thing I've got coming up on 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 the PlayStation I can think of is that Callisto Protocol, which I've got no interest in playing. Because why PlayStation? No, it's isn't that exclusive? Nope, it's out on Xbox as well. Is it? Then the list, yeah, I, read, the list, the list I read was wrong. God of War Two that will come to PC, okay, at some point, yeah. maybe a year or two down the line. But I don't really care about that. Um. But I can't think of another PlayStation exclusive where I'm like, I really have to play that. No, the Callisto Protocol. Last the of trailer, Us again. Yeah, the trailer was 
shown, I think, at some PlayStation thing, and I think the gameplay was shown at the Xbox thing they did. Oh, maybe it was then. Maybe I'm misreading it or something. Yeah, I, I get you. I, you know, there's been the whole hurrah over uh, The Last of Us Part 1. No interest to me. Played the first game, loved it. Didn't think it needed a sequel. It got one. I didn't really gel with it. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm not... that. There isn't anything that I'm like, okay, I must hang on to my PlayStation for this. So I may... And I, I know me, as soon as I fucking sell it, it will be like... Yeah, Bloodborne 2 will get Chris, Yeah, Crimson Skies 2 will, 3 will come out. And be like, oh. <laughs> so I, I don't know yet what to do with it. I don't... I'm lucky since I don't need the money, but it would go some way you know it's like saying would you rather have a steam deck or would you rather have a playstation 5 i would honestly rather have a steam deck right now i'd rather have a steam deck because if i want my console game fixed i've got the xbox and it's got enough on there third party wise and whatever for me to be happy with i don't even want a steam deck for the fact that i would have a handheld pc i would be happy having a steam deck and just playing on it docked yeah, maybe. Just, I'd be quite happy. Always, uh, yeah, fair enough, it's a handhold, but I mean, unlike the Switch, which I kind of prefer playing handheld, I get the Steam Deck can do that, obviously, with the battery life caveat, etc., etc. Yeah, you're sitting on your it, couch it, anyway, what's the big yeah, deal? It, yeah, I know, it, 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 it rather represents a very simple and inobtrusive way to play PC games in my yeah. living room. Yeah, yeah no, I get that. But for me, it's more about the fact that so, for example, if I've been playing Pillars of Eternity, I could play that on a what is essentially a large handheld on the Steam Deck with mouse controls with your touchpads and everything else quite yeah. happily. That would do me, you know, um, and be far easier for me to play with my busy hectic social life. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Pet has expressed yeah. and professor desire to have a second bloody playstation 5 yeah i mean i i don't want to get into all fanboyism and stuff but really? i really you don't yeah I, well I, i'm gonna delete the last two years of fucking well, whatsapp then shall i i just don't stir this is not going to be playstation's generation i don't know i don't really care I'll, i i not look, i think i think i think i don't think it's going to be anybody's generation as far as exclusives go uh, it, actually, having said that, with Xbox, with the with Starfield and stuff, maybe that that will swing it. But uh, rather, even so, there's nothing. All I'm saying yeah, is that, between PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X, Game Pass aside, I could have waited for both of them. I could, I would have, I would have had to hit Game Pass has been a yeah, not, not, game, not a lifesaver, but it's like, been a boon having children and being able to say nice go to yeah, go pick a game. Go pick a game. You want to go fuck around on four to five? Can just download it. I don't care. If, if if I'd have kind of had some sort of foresight when even the Series X was released of what the release the first two years were going to be like, I'd have thought, right. You well, wouldn't I'm save not... any money, Clarky. No, I know. Well, now it's the same price. No, I, I know, but it, it's like there was no compelling reason to buy <laughs> until Elden Ring came out, in my opinion. Maybe yeah. resonate, but nah, not even, nah, the, no, the thing nah. is, the thing is, Game Pass. I could have kept my One uh, S and still had access to ninety nine percent of the stuff that's been released up on Game Pass until press. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. It's no just doubt. been a really, really slow start this generation. Uh, yeah, I just think I just I just don't think there's been a part partly that the whole sort of COVID you know, like this year triple triple A game releases is low. But I also just think the transition as you you know, as we get into the, the jumps between we've talked about this a lot the jump between console generations is smaller now you know there isn't as much of a drastic change you're not going from nintendo 64 to gamecube gamecube to the Wii. but you know you know <laughs> that's a bad example <laughs> playstation 2 to playstation 3 for example you know those jumps don't are not going to happen anymore um, no, I, i'm just like you're just seeing all these rumors now. All right, you know, there's going to be the imminent announcement of the PS5 Pro, and this, and it's like, no, surely not. No, I mean, no the, the only thing I was thinking of there was like, oh, PlayStation VR 2 is coming out, and I'm like, oh, come on, Vimes, you don't plug the fucking PlayStation VR in for no eight months. Is really, really going to you want to going to spend another what's it going to be, Clark? You reckon 300 quid? Uh, um, I don't think so. I'm not being sucked. Someone's going to clip this and send it back to me, and I'll be like, "Oh, I've just bought three of the buggers." <laughs> um, no, so I don't know. Maybe I'll let Pet have it. I don't know. We'll see. Because I honestly can't think of a game that's coming out that's only going to be on PlayStation. If people who are listening to this, if the person who is listening to this can think of a PlayStation exclusive, they think that I I should hold on to the PlayStation Four that isn't going to be available on PC as well, or Xbox, obviously. Or possibly switch. Please tell me because I think this is this is going to be a done deal fairly soon. Because um, I just cannot think of a reason to hold on to the plan. I've got no reason to sell it, but I've also got very little reason to keep it. And I'm struggling to think of why I should have three hundred and fifty-four hundred quid just sitting there doing doing nothing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Clark. I'm keeping you up. So we're going to call it. Oh, all right. Who right. hey, can you make? Make me your this isn't it? Oh, you bastard! <laughs> right, uh, so we I, should... I, I, I want to get to sleep anyway. That make that means it's soon. It's sooner than prayers out, and I want to watch prayer. Isn't this the one where it's like Predator in ancient times or something? I don't know. Seventeenth uh, century Native Americans re- oh, reviewing oh. spectacularly well with everyone saying, "Yeah, this is." The you worst know, film that's been released this year. <laughs> no, th- th- this is the one that stands next to the original one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh. No, everyone's saying it is that good. It's not, you know, everyone thinks, oh, look, a big film's out. This is going to be two and a half hours long. It's not two and, and a half I hours. I didn't long. even realise, mate, until I saw a trailer for it, I think, yesterday. So when you say a big film's coming out. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh. I think it's. I think the runtime's only an hour and 40 minutes on it, but that's the same oh. as it. Less than a Xenoblade cutscene. Awesome. Well, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, we'll call it a night then so you can get your beauty sleep and get ready for prey. We might be back next week. This is turning into more of a fortnightly podcast than a weekly podcast. Blame Pet. Um, I always do, even when it's not his fault. Uh, Until then, you can catch us on the socials at Confessional Pod on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Vimesy74. Clarky's at Clarky Snap. Pet said, I'm visiting a Turk boyfriend. Until next week, thank you very much and good night. Bye. The Gamers Confessional.